Welcome to our Time to Talk podcast with the Buckinghamshire Council Mental Health Staff Network. We're joined by Joe, Helen, Ian, Lisa and Mike as they discuss their experiences to help answer questions that have come in from our colleagues. So the question is, um, my mental health has really been impacted during COVID and lockdowns and I felt really low at some points. I'm definitely feeling in a better place now, but I'd be I'd just be interested to hear about your reflections on how you have found the last two years and what has helped you take care of your own mental health during this time. I think I can speak for everyone where when I say that um, the past two years just sucked. It was so bad. It was it was a really difficult time and it was a terrifying time and it was a historic time and there was there was just so many layers and intersectionalities of all which were just were tough which were complicated which were confusing which were depressing which were exciting uh eat out to help out was wonderful uh september and october following when i was trying to lose the weight from it were not um but i i i struggled with um lockdown from from a number of factors um i uh I kind of was doing my frontline role in lockdown um, and that was was really, really difficult kind of being boots on the ground in that kind of uh, situation. Um, and then when I changed role and I, I moved through my kind of traumatic therapy and, and started working for the council, that was all done through remote working. Um, and I think I've been into the office maybe a handful of times in the time I've been with the council. And it's that was strange. The, the, the office building became this big grey monster every time I kind of looked up and saw it and it was terrifying. Um, and I also struggled as well with the fact that I, I got married literally the week before lockdown happened. So um, my wife and I, you know, we've been together for many years. We're, we're very happy with each other. But our, our first year, two years of marriage were just literally us locked in our house. Um, and within that time, we, you know, we're doing all those exciting things that you expect to do within your first year of marriage. And it's you're not having those, you know, it's even down to not being able to share the, fa uh, the family photos or go around and, and see people with and kind of it was it was really difficult one of the things though that i found really helped me through that with my mental health was was setting myself goals and not just set myself goals but also set myself a step plan on how to get those uh goals achieved um i became really anxious kind of around the summer of last year with going out because lockdown happened i'd, I'd had my um my traumatic experience um and I was really struggling with the idea of just getting in the car and driving down the road or going out and going into a, a busy shop or a busy environment. Um, so what I did was I set myself a goal, which was something that I was really excited towards. And um, those of you that know me, you know that I'm a massive comic book nerd. And my big goal at that time was I wanted to go and see the film Black Widow in the IMAX in Milton Keynes because I was super excited about it and I, I just couldn't wait. But the idea of me getting out of my pajamas and into my car and driving to Milton Keynes and sitting in an IMAX theatre was probably one of the most terrifying things I could possibly have imagined at that time. So how we broke it down was five steps. So you got that first step as you are where you are and you got the fifth step as you know where you want to go. How do you break down those steps in between that? So your first step is go for a drive for five minutes, get used to being out in the car and just driving around and seeing how that feels. Step two is to go into town, maybe just have a little walk around somewhere which is a bit quieter, maybe 10, 15 minutes, just have a little explore, go home again. Step three, go and have a coffee somewhere, whether that's just a kind of a nice quiet shop, you find a little quiet corner, you go and sit and have a coffee, and that way you've done your little journey in, you've had a little walk around town, you've had your coffee. 
And then slowly and slowly as you go through those steps, build up the distance, build up the time that you're spending so that ultimately you end up in that goal where you want to be, which is sitting there in the front row of the IMAX thinking that Black Widow was honestly one of the best films I've seen in a long time. And that for, for me is kind of how we've probably got a lot of people feeling right now with, with us going back into the office again after this lockdown and the, this work from home guidance. It's a scary thing to try and do. And I think there's a lot of us that will be dealing with the anxieties of trying to return to normal life and normal activity after after lockdown. And I would encourage within that time to look at how you do that, whether it's setting yourself a goal of actually I'm going to go into the office core hours, 10 to 3. Uh, I'm going to be in that office. I'm just going to sit and find myself a quiet desk and I'm going to do that and see how I feel then. Or whether that is actually I'm just going to walk up to the office doors and just look at the reception and go, that's all I can do today. And then tomorrow I'll try and go in. And it's setting yourself those realistic and and safe expectations, but not being afraid of that or being ashamed of that it's going to take you a little bit to get there. Be kind to yourself that this is a process and that you can't go from A to Z. You've got to go through the B's and the C's and the D's to get there. Um, but ultimately, just setting yourself a little pathway where you've got small little victories along the way that you can have massive celebrations in. And that would be my big encouragement from all of that is don't under celebrate what an achievement just being able to get in your car and drive five minutes down the road is. Have a flipping arms in the air celebration about it. Run around your living room and go, I can't believe I just did that because it's the best feeling when you celebrate your achievements like that. I think just following on from that, that at that point is it's giving yourself permission as well. I, I think, you know, just looking at I was trying to reflect on the last two years and just seeing that word reflection about it and having time to stop and think about what the last two years have been like has been interesting. But I think the one word that springs to mind is just feeling overwhelmed and stretched and frustrated and angry. And um, but I think the thing that really helped me was giving myself permission to feel that and giving myself to permission to think I feel overwhelmed today and and that's OK. I need to do something about that. And, and just like Ian said, setting those small goals and then starting to think about those next steps. But I think it's OK for us to give ourselves permission to to have these really strong feelings, but also know that here we are and you know we've got through those feelings and we've survived those feelings. And I think that's something that's really helped me and my mental health during this time is to have permission, but know that we've got through that um, and here we are. And I think that's important. Yeah, I, I think it's fantastic, Joe. You know, I, I like you myself, I found I found this lockdown. Uh, yes, it definitely impacted on my health, um, both from a good and a bad way, really. But, um, because I found during this lockdown, I found I was having more episodes of hitting the walls, you know, and just just cracking up more often than what I usually would. And I didn't actually reflect on it. I was putting on that brave face because what I, when I reflected, I found it was from actually listening to other people and helping other people through their problem and forgetting to sort of look after number one myself. And just when they were speaking to me, instead of me being honest and expecting them to be honest, I was putting on the brave face for them to try and be strong. And you don't realize it's how much of a toll it takes on you. Um, and I think unless you're going to be honest about that and actually talk about those issues and the issues that you're dealing with with people and, and helping people guide people or whatever, I don't think you realize the impact it has on you until it suddenly just goes bang and then it's too late. So what I did to help me was I forced myself to get out for walks and runs and do sorts of challenges. But I also got a few good people, a few good trusted colleagues, friends and, and what have you around me that I'd agreed, just listen, if you see me going a bit off track or whatever, you tap me on the shoulder and go, oi, Frosty, come on, let's talk about this, you know? And I've got some really trusted confidence that 
when they see anything or they just notice a change in behavior if it's a text message if it's a whatsapp message or just an honest conversation there's agreements have no judgment or what have you and it does open up that conversation but i think almost from a he said it sounds selfish but it's not selfish always remember to look after number one first because if number one's not going to be strong you're not going to be able to help the other people as well and you won't be able to have that impact on everybody else that we we can do really i really like the um question and i think it's one that every single one of us can relate to in terms of that feeling of having some low points but then feeling a lot more positive and i mean you know it's yes COVID has been particularly tough and challenging for majority of people but what you know what part of life is and sometimes it comes with its own life experiences and how people deal with that um they choose to look at it something positively or maybe pick the negative so sometimes it is about perhaps about your particular mindset and um, dare i say resilience as well some people are a lot more resilient or appear to be again you don't know what's going on behind closed doors inside somebody's head or that type of swan syndrome where they look to be so cool calm and collected all the time but underneath they are really struggling and they just haven't you know reached out or let people know how they are um one thing i think is really well i would like to say is just feel your feelings um if you're sad allow yourself to be sad if you need to cry get a box of tissues out for me it's putting on Grey's Anatomy or one of those sad television programs that almost forces me to get the waterworks going and then I'll I'll be okay then after five minutes I just maybe needed that little bit of a cry uh, it doesn't happen often for me thankfully but uh, <laughs> my husband is well versed so he's used to it at this stage bless him um, and for me it was exercise I mean I am no fitness fanatic by any means I'm allergic to the gym um, but it was just going out for a walk in nature either before I logged on in the morning for even just 20 minutes around the block just to get moving and clear my head and if I wasn't able to do it in the morning I would try my best to get it done at either lunchtime or after work um, just to get up and about um, and I suppose having a good support network so I've got a really good group of friends we're very close we have been obviously you know lots of messages through WhatsApp sending each other like positive love and vibes and you know some funny good news stories and that as well and when we when we could meet up it was you know booking in that extra special coffee date or a glass of vino depending on the time of day um, and uh, also just you know looking out for each other as well so it's you know people are different and we all have our own different vices of what gets us through um, and it's about you know what works best for you and again not comparing yourself to others and and what works well for one person doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be going to work for you as well and don't be hard on yourself like you know it has been a really really tough few years and um, we've you know had to put life on hold and maybe not get to do the things that we enjoy doing and um, for me it's certainly made me reflect and has made me reflect on what is important to me and some things that I've just kind of went through the motions and I've done for the past number of years just because I almost thought I had to I've now scaled back and been like if I don't want to do it I'm just going to be like no I'm sorry I would rather spend my time doing something that I enjoy or want to put my time or invest my time in as well so I hope that's helpful yeah, Lisa you should try uh, DIY SOS guaranteed to get the old uh, waterworks going works for me anyway <laughs> oh it's I can't 
yeah Michael I can't yeah every every time I have to it has to be a certain time of day or kind of save a few for the weekend and make sure either hubby's out watching football <laughs> right, uh, yeah well, it gets me every time yeah it's really um interesting for me to hear what other people are saying has helped them get them through because so many of them are exactly the same as what's helped me get through these last two years um especially what Michael and Lisa were saying you know putting yourself first it's not selfish it's what we need to do to get through things and letting yourself feel your feelings is just so important if you're feeling sad if you're feeling angry you know just sit with that feeling feel it in your body and like let that be there the more you push it down the worse it's going to come up later um but just in terms of, of things that haven't been mentioned yet i would say firstly just remembering that you don't need to have the weight of the world on your shoulders all the things that are happening in the world are not your responsibility to fix I think the news has been quite difficult for some people to watch the last two years and saying, you know, sometimes I just don't want to, I just don't want to deal with that right now. I don't need to know what's happening every minute of every day in every part of the world. It's not something that you can really change. And I think allowing yourself to feel that can be quite nice to step back from it and go, you know, I'm just going to focus on what I can change and what I can deal with right now, um, especially in a time that's quite overwhelming. Um, but also, I think for me, um, the biggest thing that's actually helped is trying to stop making self-deprecating jokes. It sounds really, really small, but the impact it will have on your confidence and quality of life, let me tell you. Anytime I say anything bad about myself now, I go, actually, no, I'm a person. I'm allowed to feel these feelings. I'm allowed to make mistakes. I'm trying to make myself a better person. And even if sometimes I'm just trying to be as I am right now, and that's fine, but not joking about, you know, oh, I'm the worst at doing this. Oh, I'm so lazy. Oh, I can never get anything done. It has the biggest, the biggest impact. So I could, I could recommend one thing to anyone. It would be to stop making jokes about how bad you are at things and to joke about how good you are at things instead. Um, Helen shared that with me not too long ago, actually. It was one of the best bits of advice I've had in the past little while because I'm so guilty of that. I, I'm someone who uh likes to talk and i'm like someone who likes to think and explore and and i'll you know i can quite often lose myself in a deep psychological conversation for now but one of the things i'm guilty of is covering things with humor and 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 laughing things off and and making those jokes about myself as as helen just said which you know make it because it's often that you do that out of an insecurity you feel rubbish about the fact that you that something's happened so you try and make it light-hearted by aiming that humor at yourself but ultimately as, as Helen said, it just ultimately ends up just doing that cycle of just eating into yourself more. And we're all amazing. That's something that I've learned from this lockdown is that people are awesome. And watching the things that people will do for each other when push comes to shove and watching what we can do as human beings and the humanity we have um, to overcome negative and you know, there, there were some horrible things on the news and there was some awful events that happened. But at the same time, there were some amazing stories uh, of of courage and of persistence and of humanity and of kindness. And I think that's something that I've really taken from the past two years is that as humans, we want to connect. We want to feel connected with. We want to feel loved. We want to feel wanted. We want to want. We want to love. And that's all uh, kind of a sentient part of our being. And um kindness i think is at the center of all of that and that is being kind to yourself being kind to others being kind with your time 
and being kind with your words and your actions. Um, and I think that's been my biggest takeaway from this lockdown is the wonder that we can have of just being kind to each other and the things that will follow on from that if that's what we do. Yeah, just on that as well. If um, I saw this quote that was saying, if you have the choice to see the best in people or to see the worst in people, why would you choose to see the worst in people? 100% well then, well put. Thank you, Joe, Helen, Ian, Elisa and Mike for sharing your experiences. Don't forget to check out our other podcasts as they answer more of your questions about mental health.